The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa afdalu salati wa atamu taslim. على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين Dear brothers and sisters, welcome to a new show of تدبر القرآن With you, Sheikh Ahmed Al-Nashash All praise and thanks be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Who made us witness the holy month of Ramadan again and I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us to fast the whole month, to do the prayers, to read the Quran, to give sadaqah, and increase our good deeds. Ramadan, brothers and sisters, is the month of Quran. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Holy Quran, شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن هدى للناس وبينات من الهدى والفرقان The month of Ramadan when the Quran started to reveal هدى للناس guidance for the whole human being وبينات and clear evidence from the guidance and the criterion. So we consider, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us here in, the, in this ayah, in Surah Al-Baqarah, that Ramadan is the month of the Quran. When we look at the practice of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we can see that Nabi Muhammad alayhi salatu wa sallam, he used to treat this month in a different way. And one of the great things that he used to do in Ramadan, that Jibreel alayhi salam used to come to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam every night in Ramadan and he will revise with him the Quran and in the last <coughs> in the last year of the life of the Prophet والسلام, he revised the Holy Quran with him twice so this is the hadith which is in Bukhari and Muslim عن ابن عباس قال كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أجود الناس وكان أجود ما يكون في رمضان حين يلقاه جبريل وكان يلقاه في كل ليلة من رمضان فيدارسه القرآن فلرسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أجود بالخير من الريح المرسلة سو ابن عباس رضي الله عنهما رضي narrated that the Nabi sallallahu used to be the most generous person and he was special <clears throat> generous or his generosity used to be something so special in Ramadan when Jibreel meets him and he used to meet him every night in Ramadan and he will revise with him Al-Quran. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, because of this, he used to be more generous than the, the wind. SubhanAllah, you see the wind when it comes, it doesn't leave any dust, anything, to clear everything, clear the everything in, in front of it. So Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam used to give everything he has in Ramadan. So look how 
how the wind is so generous, Nabi Sallallahu used to be more generous than the wind. When he used to do this, he used to do this when he is in the month of Ramadan, particularly at night when Jibreel السلام, used to come to him. So this is why we say Ramadan, Shahr al-Quran, the month of the Quran. And the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, he used to be special in this, in this month, sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wasalam. One of the things that he used to be special is the giving. So, Ramadan is the month of giving, the month of the Quran. The Quran, brothers and sisters, <clears throat> addressing the heart, and the brain in the same time and you'll find when when you deal with the Quran when you read the Quran when you try to understand it you can see the impact of the Quran in your soul and in your brain listen what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Yunus Ayah 57 يا أيها الناس قد جاءتكم موعظة من ربكم موعظة من ربكم وشفاء لما في الصدور وهدى ورحمة للمؤمنين O you people came to you an advice from your Lord and the cure to what's in your hearts and the guidance and the mercy to the believers <coughs> a great ayah tells us why we have the Quran What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants the Qur'an to have on us. Look at the beginning of the ayah. The beginning of the ayah saying, Ya ayyuhal nas, O you people. When you read the Qur'an, brothers and sisters, you'll find mainly two ways of addressing the people. <clears throat> Most of the Makki surahs, you'll find Ya Ayyuhal Nas because at that time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addressing the whole people he likes everyone who is listening to the Quran to believe and then when Muhammad sallallahu moved to Al-Madina you'll find most of the ayahs which addressing the people saying Ya Ayyuhal Ladina Aman O you who believe But here in this ayah, we can see Nasad al Mu'mineen. Let us see <coughs> why Nas at the beginning and Mu'mineen at the end. Ya Yuhan Nas, O you people, has come to you, Mawadam al Rabbikum, an admission from your Lord, an advice from your Lord. And obviously this is to the people. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying to them, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cares about you. And because he cares about you, he's sending to you this advice. He doesn't want you to continue in your darkness. He likes you to invite you to the nur. The nur of the deen of Allah, the nur of Islam. And <clears throat> if you listen to this mawa'idah, if you listen to this admonition, what will happen to you? There will be a cure to your heart. Now all of us, in different degrees, will have small diseases or big diseases in our hearts <coughs> fear is a disease anxiety is a disease 
Treșeni, stres. So everyone has has something. The Quran is a cure to all of these things. You have anxiety? Quran gives you shifa. You have depression? Quran gives you shifa. You have envy? Jealousy? Quran gives you shifa. You have fear? Quran gives you shifa. If you fear of your life, Quran gives you shifa. The life is a gift from Allah. No one can take it without the permission of Allah. You fear about your wealth, about your rizq, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala confirmed to you that he is the one who gives rizq. No one else. You have anxiety, Quran gives you the, the solution. Those who are the friends of Allah, those who are obeying Allah, there is no fear in them. And there is no sorrow. So you have no anxiety. And there is many, we can talk about them. <coughs> but the, the idea is, that this Quran is shifa, cure to all the heart disease. So what's the link between this and the beginning of the ayah? The people who didn't believe at that time, they didn't believe because there is, there is a disease in their hearts. Some of them they didn't believe because they like to be leaders. This is the disease of being superiority and like to be a leader. <clears throat> Some of them, they have the, the disease of loving wealth so much. So everyone has his disease. So if you believe, all these diseases will disappear. And we can see, and just the two examples I gave, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala relieved the believers from them. <clears throat> when the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave the pledge or to the Ansar, or when the Ansar gave the pledge to the Prophet sallallahu he said to them, if I move, what you, what will give me? They said, we will protect you as we protect ourselves and family. <clears throat> Nabi sallallahu was happy with that. Then they said to him, what will you give us? He said, Al-Jannah. That's it, Jannah. Nothing else. He didn't say to them, okay, let's listen. We move to the to, to Medina and we establish the <clears throat> government there. Then look you, the first 12 will be my ministers. And some will be the prime minister, and will uh, this will be the treasurer at all? No, no. He didn't promise them anything to do with this dunya. <clears throat> so he took from their hearts now the love of the leadership and the things to do with this dunya, and when Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala believed in Allah and his messenger and the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam called him in Tabuk to contribute Abu Bakr came with all his money and put it or give it to the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam and Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam asked him what you left for your family and he said I left for them Allah and his messenger Allahu Akbar Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with the Quran <coughs> relieved Abu Bakr from the love of money. So he doesn't it doesn't matter for him to come and give everything he has to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying shifa'u lima fi sudur means this Quran 
<coughs> sorry, is a cure to all the disease of the heart. Then when these diseases cured, then it will be guidance. Wahudan. Now you are guided. You are a believer. Then what the Quran becomes now? Rahmah. Mercy. Because when you read it, when you apply it, then it will be a guidance for you, Hudan, and a blessing for you, because your life now will be controlled by the Quran, and on the other hand, you'll have a great reward when you read the Quran. Another ayah in Surah Al-Isra, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَنُنَزِّلُ مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ مَا هُوَ شِفَاءٌ وَرَحْمَةٌ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَلَا يَزِيدُ الظَّالِمِينَ إِلَّا خِسَارًا We revealed from the, uh, in the Qur'an what's cure and mercy to the believers. But the wrongdoers, they will become more losers. And that's true. You'll find, mashallah, the people who follow the Qur'an and apply it in their life, it will be to, for them shifa, cure, and mercy. But those who don't listen to the Quran, don't want it, they just become more and more losers. The Quran, brothers and sisters, <clears throat> addressing, as I said, the brain and the heart. And this is the brain I'm asking the person <clears throat> to contemplate the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like the heavens the earth and thinking about this creation how the system works how these miracles <coughs> going on in the on daily basis you see it you see the sun rises every day sits every day you see the moon mashallah I saw the new present tonight. And mashallah, it tells us that mashallah, we are fasting rightly. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil So there is the present is there. I saw it while I'm going to pray Aisha last night. So Alhamdulillah, you can see all this system working. In yourself, your system is working. There is heart, there is kidneys, there is lungs. Mashallah. So, the Qur'an asks you to think. أَوَلَمْ يَنْظُرُوا فِي مَلَكُوتِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَمَا خَلَقَ اللَّهُ مِنْ شَيْءٍ وَأَنْعَسَىٰ أَنْ يَكُونَ قَدْ اقْتَرَبَ أَجَلُهُمْ فَبِأَيَّ حَدِيثٍ بَعْدَهُ يُؤْمِنُونَ Don't they look at this heaven and earth and what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created from everything and to think about their ajal, their, the end of their life might be soon is there anything they want to believe after this? so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asking us to contemplate on the heaven and the earth because when you do this it will guide you to the Iman, insha'Allah ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned also about the Qur'an. الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَتَطْمَئِنُّ قُلُوبُهُمْ بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ أَلَا بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ تَطْمَئِنُّ الْقُلُوبِ Those who believe and their hearts feel tranquility by the remembrance of Allah by the dhikr of Allah. Indeed, with the dhikr of Allah, the remembrance of Allah, the hearts will reach tranquility. And subhanAllah, how the Quran, as I said earlier, cure to the heart, and the Quran gives you this sakina, tranquility, satisfaction, happiness, and this is how you can check 
your relation with the Quran, brothers and sisters. <coughs> See what's your status before you read and what's the, your status after you read. Do you think that there is something, there is a movement in your heart? You start thinking, I need to make this change, I need to improve my relation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or you just start reading the Quran, read, 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 and you are the same. You cannot see any anything. This means that there is a disease in your heart. You need to fix it. In the first ayahs after Surah Al-Fatiha, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said? Alif Lam ذلك الكتاب لا ريب فيه هدى للمتقين ألف لامين This is the book There is no doubt about it In it there is guidance to the righteous people So this means those who are righteous Those who believe this, Those who receive the Quran in a proper way The Quran will guide them and here in the ayah, their hearts will find tranquility. Subhanallah azim. And there is many researches, not one or two. They tried to make non-believers, they never heard the Quran before, to listen. And all of them, they said, that this is something amazing and they said that they can see their hearts moving it is the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there is no doubt about it brothers and sisters Ramadan Shahr al-Quran Ramadan is the month of the Quran how we can <clears throat> make a change in our life to reflect this this fact that Ramadan is the month of the Quran I mentioned earlier how Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi used to deal with it he used to revise it every night with Jibreel السلام, Ramadan and the Sahaba, Ridwanullahi Ta'ala Alihim, used to do this, the reading of the Quran, in a way that it is really amazing. As Zuhri, where Ramadan starts, he will say, it is only reading the Quran and feeding the needy. Ibn al-Hakam said, <coughs> Malik, rahimahullah ta'ala, he used when Ramadan starts, he will stop teaching the hadith and stop uh, gathering of the studies. And he will concentrate only on the, on the Quran. This is what <coughs> Imam Malik used to do. Now, when you think about this, only about Imam Malik, Imam Malik, <coughs> Imam Ahl Hadith in his time, and from his reading to the, from his reading the Quran and reading the Hadith of Nabi Sallallahu he understood that Ramadan is important and Ramadan is the month of the Quran. So yes, the Hadith is important. There is no doubt about that. But he understood that he need to dedicate this time because it is very limited. Very limited. It's only 30 days. He has all the 11 months, the other 11 months, to teach. To teach the people hadith and fiqh and the other things. But Ramadan now, <clears throat> he needs to, de to dedicate it to 
to the Quran and this is what he used to do Rahimahullah Ta'ala will stop all the circles of teaching hadith and knowledge and he will dedicate his time to the Quran and this is my advice to myself and to all you brothers and sisters establish the link between you and the Quran in this holy month of Ramadan and this is what I'm going to talk about in the second part of the show insha'Allah ta'ala so please keep tuning on Inspire FM 105.1 and I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep all of you safe and I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help all of us to perform the Siyam, the Qiyam, Salat Taraweeh, uh, giving Sadaqah and Zakah and we'll see you after the break. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum, this is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Tadabbar al-Quran show with you, Sheikh Ahmed al-Nashash. Alhamdulillahi wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. In the first part, brothers and sisters, I spoke about the importance of the Quran in our life and how Ramadan is the month of the Quran. And that Nabina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to deal with this month of Ramadan in a different way as the hadith of Ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhuma that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to be the most generous person but in Ramadan when Jibreel comes to him to revise the Quran with him he used to be the most generous person and so special in his generosity and the description that Ibn Abbas said Ajwad min al-Rih al-Mursala He was <coughs> more generous than the wind You can imagine how generous the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam He doesn't leave anything with him Al-Salaf, Ridwan Allah ta'ala alayhim Also, they practice the same thing I mean, the relation with the Quran Sufyan al-Thawri, rahmahullah ta'ala when Ramadan starts, he will leave all other types of ibadah, I mean the tatawa, the nafil, and he will focus only on the Quran. Al-Aswad, <coughs> uh, he used to make two khatma every two nights. Qatada, when Ramadan comes, he will do khatim in every three nights. And when the last ten days comes, he will make khatim every night. Rabi' bin Sulaiman, the student of Imam al-Shafi'i, he said, Imam al-Shafi'i, <coughs> rahmahullah ta'ala, used to make 60 khatma in the holy month of Ramadan, and most of them in Salah. So when you read the statement about Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah ta'ala, you can see how amazing these people, how dedicated they used to be when it comes to the Quran. Look, 60 khatma. So he read the Quran 60 times, twice a day. I have to say that when I read this at the beginning, not this year, before, <coughs> I start thinking, how can a person read the whole, the whole Quran twice a day? Is this possible? Then I found, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, that this is possible, this is easy. 
for the one who memorized the Quran because all these scholars the first thing they do to memorize the Quran this is this was the norm anyone who would like to seek knowledge the first thing he will do is to memorize the Quran before he will start anything anything else so if there is a person memorize the Quran he can read one juzu in 20 minutes so this means in three in one hour he reads three juzu 10 hours he will finish the Quran so if <coughs> he dedicated himself like Imam Shafi ta'ala he doesn't do anything in Ramadan apart of <coughs> reading and praying this means that he yes he can do 10 during the day 10 during the, uh, the night and he will sleep a little bit only because these great scholars understood the meaning of Ramadan it is a month where you strengthen your relation with your Lord it is a month when you try to become closer to Allah it is a month that you can wipe off all your sins it's a month that you can be closer to Jannah <coughs> and to be closer to Jannah you need to do what we call it Mujahada you need to struggle the sleeping wasn't something bothered them that much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Oh you Muzzammil covered himself with clothes and blankets So pray at night illa qalil except qalil some Nisfahu amunqus minhu qalila aw zid alayhu wartil qurana tadkila half of it or more and recite the Quran you can see the link between the Qiyam <clears throat> and Salah and Quran and all of these things so these great scholars Imam Shafi, Imam Ahmad, Imam Abu Hanifa Imam Malik rahimahullah ta'ala all of these great scholars, brothers and sisters, they understood the importance of Ramadan. They don't want to waste Ramadan. They like to utilize it to the best of their abilities. So here we have this example, Imam Shafi, rahimahullah ta'ala. He used to recite the whole Quran twice a day. As I said in the calculation yes he can do it in 10 hours 10 and 10 and he will do he will have the salawat he will have his iftar and suhoor so this means he doesn't sleep that much and he knows <coughs> that it is not the time of sleep in Ramadan look how these people thought about Ramadan and what many people they are doing in Ramadan in one of the sad things I used to see in some countries I visited in my life in the normal days it is not Ramadan anytime you go to the masjid you can you can see one two three people sitting there maybe reading Quran you go to the masjid in Ramadan and you'll find people sleeping here and there and there so they change the month of reciting the month of doing more ibadah to the month of sleep and you can see and I, I remind, reminded some brothers before that mashallah used to do itikaf 
and they said to them, Akhi, what are you doing? You came to Atikaf, means that you need to use your time while you are <coughs> in the masjid to do more ibadah. But if you sleep after praying Isha Tarwiyah and you wake up for suhoor, and then you sleep after suhoor, or maybe you sit after until shuruq, then from shuruq to dhuhr, this is not atikaf. This is just you change the place of sleep. You used to sleep at home, you come to sleep in the masjid. The masjid is not a place to sleep in general. Yes, you can sleep if you need that. Some of the Sahaba, Ahl Sufa, used to sleep in the masjid. But even those who used to sleep in the masjid, one of them was Abdullah ibn Umar. What the Nabi said to him, Abdullah ibn Umar, Ni'mar Rajul ibn Umar, law anahu yaqum al-layl. So the best man is ibn Umar if he do qiyam al-layl. This is how Nabi Sallallahu teaching these people. So after that, Ibn Umar, he said, after that, I, I never missed Qiyam al-Layl. So going back to, the, our, to our point, that we need to do something similar to these people. I'm not saying <coughs> take a, a holiday in Ramadan and just sit from morning to the next morning reading Quran. Maybe this is difficult these days. But at least do something. Do something. How we do something? This is, I'd like to give you brothers and sisters and myself an advice how we can do something in Ramadan. Okay. Mus'haf al-Madinah is 604 pages and every 20 pages makes one juzu and the quran is 30 juzu so how many do in the quran 30 how many days in the in ramadan 30 or 29 the minimum is to make khatim once during the whole month of Ramadan. How I can do that? You go to the masjid for Fajr. And between the Adhan and the Iqama, most of them say it's 20 minutes. So if you go there at Adhan time or maybe few minutes after, before the Adhan, when the Adhan raised, you pray Sunnah Al-Fajr, then you have at least 15 minutes. Say 10 minutes. In this 10 minutes, if you are a good reader, you can read at least 5 pages. So 5 pages after? After what? After Fajr. Then Dhuhr. When you pray Dhuhr, sit for 10 minutes because you are not having your lunch and read another 5 to 10 pages. Asr the same. Before Maghrib, try to make the last hour before Maghrib for Quran and Dhikr. <clears throat> so you can, in that hour, read 10 to 20 pages. So, so far we said 5 after Fajr, Five after Dhuhr, five after Asr, fifteen, and say uh, fifty another fifteen before Maghrib. So this is thirty. Go to the Masjid <coughs> for Tarawih, Asha Tarawih, early another fifteen minutes. You can read for twenty minutes. You read another ten pages. So this means that you can do. 20 pages a day. 20? 40 pages a day. So 40 pages a day, you can do that. 
two juzu. So this means that you can do two khatim in the whole month of Ramadan. Now, if you'd like to do more, then you can do one juzu after every salah. So you do four to five juzu a day. This means that you can do one khatim every week. So by the end of the Ramadan, you've done four khatim. You cannot imagine, brothers and sisters, the reward of this. <clears throat> Again, there is 600 pages in the Quran. And think about how many lines and how many words and how many letters. Remember, in every letter, in every letter, you'll get 10 hasana minimum. I calculated, I found that when you read the whole Quran, the minimum is 3 million hasana. 3 million. And this is what you need, and I need, on the Day of Judgment. How will you enter Jannah? Enter Jannah because of what you used to do, the good deeds. You will not enter Jannah with your wealth or status or uh, your <coughs> degree or your profession. No, no, no. All these things will stay here when you die. What will take with you to the grave? You will take with you to the grave the good deeds so as in the hadith when you die three things will follow you your children or your family and your wealth and your amal your, your deeds so when they bury you the family will go back and the wealth will be divided between the inheritors and what will be asked about? You will be asked about your amal. They will ask you in the grave, They will ask you about your Lord, your religion, your prophet. They will not ask you how much you left, what is the last job you did. No, no. All these things will stay here. So this is something you can do. So as I said, if you read the whole Quran, this means minimum, minimum three million, minimum. And because we know that in Ramadan, al-hasanat will be multiplied up to 700 times. Just 70, three by 70, 210 million hasanat. 200 million hasana. Imagine, brothers and sisters, you come on the Day of Judgment and you will have 200 million hasana. Allahu Akbar. To the Jannah straight away, inshallah. As long as you are away from any type of shirk. Because when you are reading Quran, definitely you are praying, you are giving sadaqah, you are doing the good deeds. So this is my suggestion. Make your program that you read Quran every after every salah. Five, ten minutes. If you'd like to do more, stay in the masjid after Salat al-Fajr if, if it is allowed. And read as much as you can until the shuruq, then pray to rakah. And the Nabi said, if you pray Salat al-Fajr in Jama'ah, then you stay there until the Shuruq, then you pray to Raka'ah, the sunrise. Uh, then this will be Hajj and Umrah Tamatayn. Complete Hajj and Umrah. Now say someone who cannot read the whole Quran. Even he doesn't know how to read In this case, do two things. The first thing, try to find someone to teach you. And these days, they are available everywhere. 
if you just look on Google and see Quran tutored, you'll find many. Here in UK, in Pakistan, in Egypt, different countries. Even if you learn three, four surahs, how to pronounce, how to read them, and keep reading them. One of the surahs, <clears throat> if you learn it properly, Surah Al-Ikhlas, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Qul huwa Allahu ahad, Allahu samad, Lam yalid wa lam yulad, Wa lam yakul lahu kufuwan ahad, it takes five to ten seconds. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi told us that if you read it three times, it is as you read the whole Quran. So in a minute I can read Allah three times. Let me try. I'm looking at the time. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Allahu Ahad. Allahu Samad. لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد exactly 50 seconds say one minute so if you use one minute in a proper way you can gain the reward of reading the whole Quran again with Surah Al-Ikhlas Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam said in authentic hadith if you read Surah Al-Ikhlas 10 times Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will build for you a house in Jannah. A house where? In Jannah. You know here in this life, you save and borrow and all of these things just to buy a small house. Ten times, we said the three times, one minute. Ten times, three minutes. Subhanallah, less than five minutes and I can build a house in Jannah? Yes, you can. Read Surah Al-Ikhlas ten times. Now, if you read it 100 times, you'll have how many houses? Ten houses. And you can plant trees there. Do you know, brothers and sisters, what are the trees of Jannah? Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. Every time you say Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will plant plant for you in Jannah. So you see, if you read Surah Al-Ikhlas ten times, and you say, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, 100 times, so every day you have a house there in Jannah with 100 plants there or trees there in Jannah. Allahu Akbar. This is what we have to make up. Our main objective, brothers and sisters. Al-Jannah. Nothing else. Everything in this life will disappear. But Al-Jannah, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا أَبَدًا They are there forever. Now, if someone <clears throat> only knows few surahs, say the last ten surahs from the field until the nest, 
So keep reading them. Because every time you read them, you'll have hasanat, inshallah. If you know how to read the Quran, the whole Quran, then you can move a little bit extra. Say that I'd like in this Ramadan to understand two, three surahs. So I'd like to understand Surah Al-Mulk and memorize it. You know Surah Al-Mulk will save you from Adab Al-Qabr, the punishment of the grave. So say, I'd like to make my program this Ramadan that I need to memorize, memorize Surah Al-Mulk and understand it. So it is 30 ayahs. If you try to do two ayahs a day, so by the end of the month, you finished it twice and you understand it. These are some ideas <clears throat> to link yourself with the Quran this month and to continue insha'Allah ta'ala after, after Ramadan. In this way, you can see, yes, I managed to make a change in Ramadan because Ramadan is the month of the Quran and the Quran must make a change on me all the time. So with Ramadan and the Quran together, I'll make a change to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that everyone listening to try to do something to improve your relation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep all of you brothers and sisters safe. And I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remove from us, all of us, this pandemic and to finish this virus. Insha'Allah ta'ala. Allahumma ameen. Wa akhir al-awana. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org. And follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at InspireFM Luton.